Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. We got some reckless speculation today on Purple Daily. Reckless speculation. What should the Vikings do with the $13 million in cap space? We got some ideas. But let's first thank Federated Insurance for hanging out with us here on Purple Daily, day in and day out, and for helping business owners across the Twin Cities during this pandemic year. If you're looking for a longtime trusted insurance company to stand behind your business and to help answer questions during this tumultuous year, Federated is the place to go. Federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative and to find trusted resources. Remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. <laughs> Reckless speculation. Welcome into Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And gentlemen, the Vikings have about $13 million, 12.7 based on reports, in cap space for 2020. Mm-hmm. What should they do with it is the biggest question here. And Vikings Wire at usatoday.com laid out three possibilities this morning. We came into this, and I have an idea for what they should do with that money. And then I saw this article posted as I did a quick search for, is anyone else talking about this? They have three possibilities that do not include my possibility. Okay. So we have four possibilities oh. for this episode oh. for what the Vikings can do with $13 million or so in cap space for 2020. Very reckless. I'll go through this, and let me fly through these, and then let's circle back and, and dissect them, okay? Okay. Number one, according to VikingsWire.com or vikingswireusatoday.com, you could sign a defensive tackle, either Snacks Harrison, who's out there on the market, or Marcel Darius is also available. Now, they're both about 30, 31 years old. Snacks might be 32 now. But Snacks was elite for a number of years until a down year last year in Detroit, and now he's available for a bounce back. In which he claimed he did not try now. And you know what? He I said, don't love hearing I that if I'm a coach, but it is Detroit. <laughs> I hated that team. I actually didn't try hard. I sucked, but it wasn't my fault. It was on purpose. Would you rather hear that he didn't try, or would you rather hear that he had like a knee injury that he was dealing with all season? What's worse? Well, hold on a second. If I'm going to sign him for one year, I'd prefer he didn't try, because if, if his yeah. knee was hurt at that age, it's probably going to be a problem yeah. this year, too. If it's a one-year deal, he's going to try. You know what I would say? You know, Snacks, one Great name. I love that name, Snacks. <laughs> Two, you were playing for Matt Patricia. I probably wouldn't have tried either. 
<laughs> like if he's playing I mean, for that, Pete Carroll, right? Patricia's barely trying. Look but, at the but guy. But, you know, if it's Pete Carroll, that's a problem, right? Yeah. But if you come to me and say, Patricia, I'm like, okay, I'll give you a try. Yeah, Snacks, according to Pro Football Focus, was one of the highest graded defensive linemen in the NFL for like the four years before last season. And then inexplicably... Still in his prime for the most part as a defensive tackle. You can play into your mid-30s as a defensive tackle. He just has a terrible season. So I'm going to buy him on that. I'm going to buy that he doesn't have like a chronological, a chronological, a chronic uh, back injury or something. Okay. And uh, Marcel Darius, not on the same level in terms of productivity as as snacks, but around the same age, might come cheaper. So a couple defensive tackle options now that you're looking to fill that hole again. Number two, you could extend Dalvin Cook and roll some of the guarantees and some of the cap money into 2020 just to get it off your books for future years. Yep. That's an option. Or you could sign a guard, according to Vikings Wire, possibly bring Josh Klein back because he's still a free agent, or sign no, thank you. veteran Ron Leary, who's 31 years old. He's played for Denver and Dallas in his career, and his last good PFF grade was three years ago. <laughs> so I don't know if that's an option. If I'm going to pay more for those guys than I would for just like an open competition among my draft picks the last couple of years, yep. I'm probably leaning toward the cheaper option there. And that brings us to option number four, which is my idea. Okay. So this is not on the list or it is? No, it should be. It's just a Mackie idea. This is a Mackie okay. idea. All right. And it, and it should be up on the list. Reckless speculation. I signed you Devion Clowney. Oh. There's rumors that the Titans are the latest team to be close on a deal with him. But I want to read this nugget from, so John Clayton is a friend of the show. He used to be an ESPN NFL insider. He's now an insider for uh, the Seahawks at 710 ESPN. He does a radio show every day, and he writes for their website. And he wrote this. He's still very plugged into the league. He says, for uh, for Vernon to sign for $11 million, that tells me Clowney's market value is now down to $10 million or less on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. The Las Vegas Raiders yep. are interested, but their offer was considered to be the lowest of the small list of teams trying to sign Clowney. The Titans remain interested, but I doubt they would offer him more than the one-year $9.5 million contract they signed Vic Beasley to earlier this offseason. Earlier in like March, and this is probably Jadeveon Clowney's mistake and his agent, he was looking for a $20 million a year contract sure. multiple years. Yeah. He's 27 years old. He's in his prime. This is his first free agent contract. His first chance at a big one. Mm-hmm. And the way that COVID hit and the way the market played out, he's still a free agent. And teams don't have that kind of money to spend or they're not looking to. Yep. So if 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 the price tag for him is a one-year prove-it deal for $10 million, I would love to see what he can do under Mike Zimmer's tutelage. I think he has underperformed to this point in his NFL career. He basically gives you the same productivity in terms of hurries and sacks as Everson Griffin does at an advanced age. Um, and I just think if you were to get him under Mike Zimmer's tutelage, I don't think he becomes Daniil Hunter good as a pass rusher, but I think you could see peak Jadeveon Clowney at age 27, and the Vikings could reap the benefit of buying low on him. Absolutely. Your thoughts? Oh, I love it. One year, make good deal, come in, be great, leave, get paid. Yes, absolutely. And and if I'm Clowney, the most important thing to me now is where can I get paid decently for one year, but really close to that. So if this is uh, 1A and 1B, my second question is, where can I go that I know I can thrive? Like, I know that the defense is going to be good, and I know that I'm going to be put in a situation defensively to succeed, and this would be a good place. Um, as you go through these, though, tell me this. Play, play the role of the Speculation. Play the role 
of the Wilfs and talk to me about one question. Before I decide how I'm going to spend the um, the potential right now surplus of cap room that I have for 2020, tell me what the mission is. Like, are you looking at 2020 and saying, Zim buddy, Spielman gave you a contract extension, but the mission is to try and win a Super Bowl or in the pandemic? Right. Are you going to back off that? What's the mission? That's a great question, Judd Zolgad. It doesn't count in the great question oh. standings, no, it doesn't but it's a come, great question. It doesn't even come close, Dak. No. Sorry. Because I think what I'd want to know if I'm the Wilfs with any of these players is if the NFL season gets canceled and, and everyone's kind of waiting to see here what happens with college football and the NFL, it sounds like, according to Adam Schefter, when I was watching uh, him on ESPN this morning, the NFL is sort of sitting back waiting to see what happens with college football and their decisions and what their smart people say. Sure. Um, and then they might actually, if they decide to go forward, if college football decides to cancel and the NFL decides to go forward, the NFL might actually then say, oh, we're cool. We're going to play Saturday games, I'd too. I'd be mm-hmm. shocked by that. <laughs> I'd be, be absolutely shocked. More primetime action and maybe more revenue. Uh, but what I want to know is if the season gets shut down, and this is kind of a transition year for the Vikings, like right. they're certainly not Super Bowl favorites, and they're not on the same level as as the Chiefs or maybe even the 49ers who shellacked them in the playoffs last year. Would it just be lighting $10 million on fire for no reason if you signed Jadeveon Clowney to a one-year contract? Right. And now, I- d- does he make your team a lot better and your defensive line more reliable in 2020? Absolutely he does. Right. But is it just kind of a waste in a transition year? But they've never thought about it that way. They've never looked at the team. The Twins do this all the time, right? The Twins, since Target Field opened, I think the, the cheap poll ads narrative is out of control. But when the Twins don't have a contending team, they're not spending $120 million on their payroll. They bring it down to 80 or whatever they've brought it down to in the past. Right. Why would you want to sign such and such player when we're, we're going to lose 90 games? The Vikings have not done that. They've never they've never been like, all right, we're going to play toward the bottom end of the the cap, the salary cap, yep. you know, whatever whatever the whatever the low point for the salary cap is, we're going to play around in that pool because we don't think we can win. So the Wills have never had that mindset. So if you tell me that the mission is to still try and win a Super Bowl in 2020 despite the fact we don't know if they're going to get through the year and that there are going to be a ton of unknowns and players are probably going to get COVID and be sidelined. And it's going to be goofy. But if the mission is still to be the best possible team that I can be, I'm trying to get a guy like Clowney. But I'm also going to look at trying to allocate the rest of that towards towards a corner or defensive tackle, probably in that order, probably corner defensive tackle. And again, these are all one year make good. You, you've got a chance to succeed. You, you probably in a, a non pandemic year would have been signed in March or April, but you weren't. Um if you come back and they're like, yeah, you know, there's a pandemic, 2020, this this roster has a lot of question marks. This defense, from an experience standpoint, definitely is not what Zim is used to or the team is used to. Um, yeah, we'd like to win games, but, okay, then I'm probably going to front load an offer to Cook. And, and by the way, this would not be the Zolgad choice. This scares me. But if you're the Vikings, I could see a scenario where they say we've got 13 mil um we're trying we're going to try and develop guys especially on defense you know a defensive end at cornerback Pierce is gone because he elected to opt out and subsequently the expectation's not going to be the same then I'm probably going to Dalvin Dalvin's camp and saying let's front load you a multi-year let's say 3 to 4 year contract um and use some of the a good chunk of the um, cash that we have for the cap of 2020 
on that contract. But but to go back to if the mandate is win now, I'm probably trying to sign Clowney and a cornerback. And the cornerback's going to be fairly cheap. Yeah. But I still I can't get my head around going into potentially opening day with a cornerback core this young and this many unknowns. At least a veteran could help a little bit solve that. So I believe I'm going to go back to Pro Football Focus here for a second. They have ranked four months ago, five months ago, all of the uh, the NFL free agents one through like 200 basically. And they still have Jameis on here, so they have to update this. But Jadeveon Clowney is the highest rated free agent on this list. He's 14th of mm-hmm. all the ones they ranked. Mm-hmm. The next highest available free agent is cornerback Logan Ryan. Who's still out there. And he's 47th on their list. And he was he was graded slightly below average overall as a cornerback last year. But you know what? If the price tag is right and he's not going to eat up, you know, if you can get him and somebody else and you can plug him into your rotation. He's got to be desperate, right? You're, you're looking for average as just like a safety blanket, right? Yeah. So Logan Ryan is an interesting one. He's uh, 29, 30 years old. There are no other available options inside the top 100 here. Okay. For for cornerbacks. So it sounds like it would be Logan Ryan or whatever you got internally in terms of guys that could actually be part of your rotation. So the, the pickings are slim here, but there are guys out there. I think, boy, I, I would start with Clowney. And if I have to give $10, $12 million to Clowney, like I'm doing that and I'm not looking back. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to see how great Clowney and Daniil Hunter can be coming off the edges yep. and, and how great Clowney can be under Mike Zimmer's tutelage. But that, isn't exactly first on your needs list too. It's like, but there's no, but there's not a Jadeveon Clowney caliber guard available or cornerback available. So correct. I would just be going for the best available free agent and then see how that trickle effect works with the rest of my defense. Where do you fall on the Cook idea? Because I do think I think that there's a chance that that in practicality is what they're going to do. I don't hate it. So what you're saying? Would you be able to then lower the cap hit for two? If you were to. You'd front load it. You'd front load it. You'd pay him this year more. You'd probably then not pay him as much in year two or year three. If you could front load the cap hit for 2020 in a transition year and then get some cap relief, not as much as you're getting with him now because he only makes like $2 million to the cap now. Oh, now it's a steal. If you could could then decrease the cap hit for 21 and 22, let's say, I would be interested in that. Okay. I would. And if that's a way to sort of compromise and, all right, We'll get you in the door here. We don't really want to pay you $10 million a year, but if we can get some of that out of the way before we return to maybe Super Bowl caliber, ideally, fingers crossed, uh, in 2021, then maybe that makes sense. Maybe it makes sense. I would love to know what the conversations are with the Vikings about the mission for this year. I really would. Because they're half, they have to, to have occurred, right? Like, it's too weird. It's if this was if this was non-pandemic, I think you'd probably say, yeah, we're younger, but we're going to still try and do X, Y, Z. All right, mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic, the conversations have to be more in depth about expectations, reality, right? And so, what I would love to know is, is this seen as as in their eyes a normal year, and we're probably going to play sixteen games? Go for it, or you know what, we've got a chance to develop guys here. 2020, what we do get from it could be a good tutorial for them. And 2021, we could stand to be pretty damn good quickly. Yeah, it's so hard to answer because there's so many factors. Like, you could, one angle you could play is hey, there's going to be teams that just don't really have their stuff buttoned up enough, and they're going to have COVID outbreaks, and there's just going to be. 
there's like two or three teams that you think are going to be really good are going to be besieged in the middle of the season by COVID outbreaks. And so if you feel like you can keep things buttoned up and you can keep guys off of the COVID list, maybe you have a better chance to make some noise in what otherwise would have been a transition season. And then, of course, the rebuttal to that is, yeah, well, the guy that was in charge of setting all the COVID protocol for the Vikings, Eric Sugarman, was like the first guy to test positive for Put himself for on the sword, Phil. So- he put himself on the sword. <laughs> he took one for the team, literally. So, I don't know. It is it is such a weird year, but I don't think it means that you should just, like, wave the white flag and not try to win. Yeah, I don't disagree. When you have a quarterback in his prime. But do you try and develop? Well, And, and take your lumps subsequently based on that. But but the development becomes potentially a good thing. Uh, I so, don't know. So uh, I'm very undecided about because can you do both? I mean, can you, point, you can sign yeah. County and develop some cornerbacks? To I your guess? point, I though. Know. To your point, though. So the, the Wilfs bought this team in 2005. I have never seen them sort of accept to take a lumps year. Well, or go, what, what, what is your definition of take a lumps year? It's just not that good. Like, they fell off the map after Brad, but that wasn't a plan. That was just a deterioration, you know? Yeah, I, they've never strategically gone into a year and like said, with Les, all right, we're just not going to be that good this year, and that's okay. They didn't tell Les, go ahead and suck. No, Les just did that on his own. They just <laughs> Yeah, and that defense was atrocious, and that was their fault. How do you feel about another side street? How do you feel about Les Frazier getting some more steam to get a second chance as a head coach? He is a great coordinator, uh, I, and he's a great man. I mean, he is seriously one of the—he's intelligent. He is—he's kind, um, probably too kind for a head coach in the National Football League. I think he is a great coordinator. I think that's where he belongs. I, I don't—I don't think he is a head coach in this league. It takes—it takes a certain level of ruthlessness that I don't think um, is in him. In his personality. Yeah. And, and that's and, not a dick. And everyone kind of goes back to, yeah, but like Tony Dungy didn't have the ruthlessness or the whatever you want to call it, like that alpha quality. But Tony Dungy was also maybe one in a yeah. thousand in terms of being able to take that type of approach. I don't know. I think you can be, I think you can be a connector of people and not a dictator in 2020 and have it land a lot better with players. But yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like in general, Les Frazier is a really good coordinator. He's fantastic. He's really, really good and a great guy, yeah. and I'm sure he's well paid. But yeah, if you take him again and give him a job now, now the okay, the only question that I have off of this conversation about less is this one because because people and athletes in particular have changed so much. Like we are definitely in a different era now, right? Rocco and his sort of the Zen of Rocco works. Would Leslie Frazier's approach work better now because because star athletes, as they're coming along, have definitely changed? I still think it's a wild card, and my answer is I don't think so. But I guess I would be willing to leave the door open to because managing people and players in particular has changed so much that you might be tempted to take a chance on that style working now. Personally, I probably wouldn't, but that's just yeah. a thought. Also, I almost feel like there, there are some exceptions of guys who just like jump into their first head coaching job and it works really well for them. Like Sean McVay went to a Super Bowl very early on and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, but I think in general, it's such a massive undertaking to be a head coach of an NFL franchise and all the different things you have to manage and worry about and pressures and media, everything across the board and the just the ridiculous hours that you work. You almost have to do it once, kind of fail, get fired, to really know, man, if I ever got another shot at that, 
Here's what I would do differently. I mean, Bill Belichick, not that he completely failed in Cleveland, yeah, but he's he kind of an example, you know. Don't so, draft Christian Ponder. That's step one. <laughs> I don't know if that was less phrased. It wasn't, was it? but that's my but my point is your GM can't draft Ponder. Yeah, otherwise you're fired. Because that's going to cost <laughs> you your job. And the GM still has his job, so yep. figure that one out. So, all right, just real quick, last call here, uh, all three of us. If, if you o- only have these four options from the beginning of the segment here, with this $13 million or so, $12.7 million in cap space, you can sign a defensive tackle. So let's say we'll go Snacks Harrison. You can use the money on a Dalvin Cook extension. You can sign a mediocre guard. Or you can... <laughs> Who hasn't been on PFFs for how long? Yep. Uh, no, he's... Or he's been he's, on it, but he no, hasn't he, been good on it for three years? He hasn't been good for three years. <laughs> or you can sign Jadeveon Clowney. What's your final verdict? I'm going to go Clowney. Dex? I, I would... Structure Dalvin. I think it'd be a lot easier. You can do it now. Just I would I would get that out of the way. I would structure Dalvin. I would say goodbye to Dalvin. I would make Alex Madison my starting running back, and I would sign Clowney. And then see what happens. Running backs scare me too much. I'm sorry, you guys. Like, I can't do it. I, mean, I would sign Clowney to a multi-year contract. Oh. Push some he of that money. Si- that, that, he would never sign it with you. Push some of that money to Dalvin. Do you know how much he would want on a multi-year contract still? The whole thing is one year, make good, go get paid somewhere else. Reckless speculation. Sheldon Richardson, Exhibit A. Yeah, come here, play for cheap, one year. You'll be gone, but you'll get paid somewhere else. In his case, Cleveland. Use us. That's what the Vikings. Should yeah, be well, saying. goes both yeah, ways. Use it us. goes both ways. Yes, it is a football one night stand. It is a glorious one at that. Reckless speculation. Declan, I comment. What's wrong, Dex? Nothing. Uncomfortable, Dex? Nope, not uncomfortable, no. That's, Steve, not comfortable with that. Nope, that's okay. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple <laughs> a Daily. Very uncomfortable episode of Purple Daily now. You can find more of Purple Daily on Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com and right here on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash scorenorth. We'll see you next time. This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. You're the boss of your own life, but are you the boss of your own finances? Here at the Jordan Harbinger Show, we don't shy away from real-life conversations, and of course, one of the most taboo topics is always finances. U.S. Bank offers a wide range of credit cards for a wide variety of financial needs, and one of its most useful cards is the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card. With a low introductory APR for 20 billing cycles, this card is a tool for getting ahead. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is a savvy financial tool for large purchases, unexpected expenses, and balance transfers. And with the ability to customize your payment date, this card gives you control over your financial future. Apply now at usbank.com slash platinum. With the U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card, have peace of mind for all your financial needs. To see if you qualify, visit usbank.com slash platinum. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. Hi, I'm here on USPTO. It's almost the end of the year, and if you don't put me on a timesheet, I will be gone forever. Use me or lose me. Let's get away. It's getaway time. Get our best deals of the season on a new Hyundai. It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now, get 0% APR for up to 36 months, plus zero payments for 90 days on select Hyundai vehicles. Hurry to your local Hyundai dealer today. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends 1-323. Call 1-562-314-4603 for complete offer details.